What's up, loungers? Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. This is Rob. I'm Alan. And I'm Randy. And we are the Lounge SD. Uh, for those of you guys tuning in on Podbean, just want to let you guys know that we're also available on Google Play and iTunes, so you guys can also catch us there if that's more convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank you guys again for all the continued support. Um, so let's get into it, guys. Uh, just a personal catch-up really quick. Uh, Randy, what have you been up to since the last episode? Ooh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. What have I been doing? It's been a busy week. Uh, streaming. Streaming is a big one for me. Uh, I've been just chipping away at my usual schedule for streaming, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, 9 p.m. to midnight. Uh, there's that little plug in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing that uh, usual work grind, baby grind, you know. Uh, work grind, baby grind? You know, uh, but I sold a few pairs of shoes, which was awesome. Um, what shoes did you sell? I sold my, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jordan 12 Masters. And then I Ooh. also sold my Jordan 10, the B.O.B. 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I sold Oh, those sold. Um, yeah, so I sold those and then, yeah, that was basically it. Uh, I funded enough for, uh, Comic-Con? no, actually I funded oh. enough for another monitor, a stand, um, oh gosh. uh, stuff for the stream and I'll have a capture card and things like that. So I plan on going into console streaming. Uh, yep. more once I get that situated and I got a whole plan for that so uh, that's what I've been working on this last week and of course cool. solo which is going to be today's uh, discussion so yeah Alan um, so what I've been up to I turned uh, turned 30 um <laughs> Thanks, guys. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, thanks. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Alan. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I turned 30 this last weekend. Um, it was a blast. I didn't really advertise my you know, my birthday so much because I didn't want it to be like a big spectacle. You know, with big spectacles, um, it's kind of hard to um, – it's kind of hard to like keep everybody entertained and – jump between group and group so i just figured you know i'm just gonna send this out there like once or twice post it on my facebook post it on my instagram uh where i'm gonna be and people just showed up on their own accord um and it was just it was nice like it was very small intimate group setting um uh yeah and had a couple beers um i hung you know hung out with my family Man, that sounds like such a 30-year-old birthday celebration, I will say. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny is that like you know what's funny is that a lot of our friends from high school who are also celebrating their 30th birthday, they're actually going pretty big. Like I saw someone's going to like Palm Springs for their birthday. Um I know our cousin like had like a little nineties um party with her and her fiance. Um and it's funny because we have the same exact birthday. Yep. Um, twinsies. Yeah, twinsies, twinning. 
Um, so happy birthday, twin. I, if you're for some odd reason you're listening to this, I don't know why you would be listening to this. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, man, support. Yeah, but hey, if you're listening to this, happy birthday, twin. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I got a new girlfriend. What? Already yeah. shouting it out? Shouting Yay. it out, dude. Putting it out there in the world. Woo. I'm off. I'm well, off. I'm, a, I'm off the market, ladies. Sorry. All right. Sorry, loungers. Yeah, sorry We're if you're listening to this. Taken. All you single ladies and all you, uh, I'm not gay, but all you gay men, if you guys were digging me, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, I'm off the market. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you know, uh, it's really it's it's been going well. We've been talking for almost four months now. Um, kind of just made it official over the weekend. I know it was my birthday weekend, but I was like, you know, like these last couple of days, like hanging out with her and then hanging out with my family and having like meeting her family and then like like today i had a discussion with her dad and then just kind of like you know asking him like you know like about him and it just felt like a fluid conversation it and like i was like man like this was this was like it didn't feel like i was like trying to impress her and or impress her dad you know like i didn't have to like earn his respect kind of thing like it was just like a fluid conversation like I know you guys and I, like, we've all had this conversation where, like, you know, respecting our elders and kind of, like, putting them up on a pedestal kind of thing and, like, trying to earn their respect. But, like, it seriously didn't feel that way. And, like, after I had left, I guess her dad was just saying, like, you know, he's a nice guy. And I'm sure he was just saying that. But it was, it was, (laughs) yeah, it it was a lot of fun and then kind of just made it official. Like, it was funny because we watched, you know, I watched Solo solo um you watched it solo i watched it solo okay um and then uh i don't know for some odd reason like when i left the theater i was like you know what i'm i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go find my princess leia you know oh my gosh (laughs) i'm gonna go throw up yeah all right rob what were you rob what have you been up to (laughs) man uh, definitely not an epic birthday week for me. Uh, right? So it's hard to to keep up with that. I'm sorry, guys. Like, my, you know what? We were trying to like plan this whole podcast thing out, and like, like, oh, when can you guys record? When can you guys record? And then you guys were talking about it today in the chat. And he was like, "Are we recording tonight?" I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know if I can record tonight." I'm, you know, I got baby girl, not baby girl, but like, oh, girlfriend duties and. Oh my god! No, like, oh, but then I made it. I made it work because she was like, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I have to study for finals." I'm like, "Yeah, you do. Study first. <laughs> no, she was really chill about it. She's like, "Yeah, like I have to study. Like you don't, like you're not. You don't feel bad if I'm kicking you out." I'm like, "No, no, not at all." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Now, like now I can go watch this movie and I don't feel bad." So, welcome yeah. back into the game, Alan. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> hey guys, it's still early. You know, I was kicking kicking the thirties off with a bang, you know what I mean? There you go. Alright, wait, oh, back to Rob. Jeez. Yeah, Rob, Rob, what have you been Jesus. Wait, Rob, while Rob's going at this, I'm gonna go grab my birthday beer. So you guys can talk about it. I'll be listening. <laughs> For sure. Um, not a whole lot, man. Uh I've been uh binge watching uh Sherlock on Netflix. Um uh, it's the Sherlock the BBC version with uh Benedict Cumber booty and uh, Martin Free booty. <laughs> um, it's fantastic, man. Really, it just like really picked up second season. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but like each episode, it's not like a normal 
30 or 45 minute episode. They're like tiny, like smaller movies, like serials, like from back in the day. Um, but yeah, man, they're each one's like a mini movie. Um, and they're, they, you know, they have really awesome like story arcs, but yeah, it really picks up season two. Um, it ended with a pretty big cliffhanger to where I was like, Oh man, I, it was already pretty late, but I like had to keep it going and started season three, episode one right away, right after that. And um, they're pretty short seasons. I think the first two seasons are only three episodes each. Well, geez, with um, each episode being freaking hour and a half, I would think that it's shorter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be pretty painful if it was like the full, you know, ten episode like Game of Thrones style or something, or you know, worse, Walking Dead style, where each one is like each season's like twenty something episodes or something. <laughs> um, so it's it's good that it's short, but uh, I don't know if they like took time off in between each season, like to do their their own like movie careers and stuff but it seems like they age between each season and i think they're up to on netflix at least it's up to season four and i think they're like the fans and bbc and everybody is like really pulling for them to do a season five um so it'll be interesting if they pull that off but uh yeah i mean if you guys haven't checked that out definitely definitely recommend um you know, give the first two episodes a shot and see if you like it man it's a lot it's a lot of that same formula uh mystery shows up and uh, Benedict Cumberbooty uses his skills to, to try and figure it out. It's really awesome, though, man. His his skills of deduction. Um, another thing I've gotten into, you guys know I'm into mobile gaming, especially Injustice. Yep. I saw a commercial for Marvel Strike Force, which is another mobile game. Yeah, I saw um, that and too, it, and I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah, it's I? it's all right. Oh, so yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's it's free. Just try it out, man. Um, what got me is that in the commercial, you have like a, I guess it's like some guy who's pretending just to be like a normal grunt for like Shield or something like that, a Shield operative. But mm-hmm. in the in the uh, Quinjet, he's with like Cap, Captain America, and like Drax and someone else. Sick. And then the and then he's like trying to hype himself up. He's like, you know, this is this is my shot. I'm not one of those heroes, but today I get to run out with him. And then he runs out and he like falls face first, like down on the ramp. And then Drax like immediately starts laughing at him, like the <laughs> classic dope. like Drax laugh. <laughs> and he's like, he should not have gone first. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that like ep- like that little commercial got me hooked. I was like, all right, I gotta see what's up with this game. But um, if you've right. liked like any of the old school turn-based RPGs like Final Fantasy VII or something like that, it's it's in that same vein. Um, you make a team of your favorite Marvel superheroes. And then you battle other like villains or other teams, and it's you know you each take turns and use your power moves and stuff. It's gotcha. it's pretty cool. It's, like, it's kind of addicting. Um, it's not you don't have to spend any money. Um, it is one of those like you know mobile games where you do have to pay to unlock better characters and stuff. But you can also yeah. not yeah. pay any money and just kind of daily grind. But yeah, man, that's that's all I've been up to. Nice, um, nice. All right, guys, I'm I'm very excited to get into it. Um, yeah. This is a huge huge. Uh, pillar of nerddom for me uh which is anything having to do with star wars so uh if you haven't already read the title or know what this discussion is going to be about um it is regarding solo colon a star wars story um and our our review of the movie um i want to put this little front bumper up there uh as with all of our reviews huge spoilers ahead so if you haven't seen the movie please pause the podcast and go out and see the movie I'm sure Disney um, and Lucasfilm will appreciate your money Um, and then come back and hit play and then you can listen to the rest of it. Um, 
all right so with that intro out of the way let's let's discuss the intro of the actual film um which was a little jarring it was a lot you know it was different from any of the other star wars movies including uh rogue one in that uh well i don't want to spoil that part i guess i'll leave it up to randy yeah. what did you what did you think about the uh the intro uh i thought it was dope um it's funny because when the first word showed up the, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away mm-hmm. just out of habit i was ready to hear what is it trumpets i think it's trumpets the cr- yeah the crescendo yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, was yeah. just ready to hear it and then when it didn't happen i was like oh i was a little incomplete but i understood why that uh, you know once it kind of because didn't didn't uh more text show up kind of filling in uh the story right yeah yeah so yeah, instead so. of getting the crawl it came up yeah. in like that same font and color as the uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yeah yeah so i mean i get it it's not a star wars episode so they had to switch it up a little bit so i understand um and i appreciated it i thought it was good um i enjoy that they're switching those little things up to make them their own stories um right and their own kind of vibe which yeah like you said they kind of did with uh rogue one and all that stuff so so i appreciate it i liked it i liked it um so it's like the way i feel about it is it's different because it's not like a star wars like randy said not star wars episode but -hmm. at the same time it's like but it's a star wars movie like shouldn't you have the crawl kind of thing so it's right. kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't and like i i'm okay with it because it wasn't you know it wasn't an episode it wasn't an episode one two three four five whatever um but it was just it was it set the tone perfectly like you know they didn't have to do the long crawl and i mean let's be honest with the long crawl you're kind of just like oh my god when does it end whoa whoa <laughs> I don't you better calm yourself <laughs> That just sets the whole mood right there. Really? <laughs> yeah. That sets the tone, man. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, man. Shots fired. I, Lounders I just, are going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like, so, like, towards, like, towards the very end of it, like, obviously, like, you know, you get the trumpets, like, dun, 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 and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's read. Okay. Okay. And then oh, it just gosh. keeps going, and you're like, oh shoot like you know and then towards the end like right when you think it's about to end it's like it's gonna end but then like nothing else comes on until the like until the you know the um captions get really tiny and then something comes in so it's like i don't know it just kind of lasts a long time but i get it i'm not gonna be like like if they come out when they come out with episode nine i'm not gonna be like like oh fucking scroll like it's not I'm not going to worry too much about it. It's not like it's not like it's going to make or break the movie for me. It's just don't, I just don't care for it too much. All right. Rob. All right. So today today I learned yeah, Alan so, hates reading. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. Um so, it's so come up just, in past episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just gonna preface <laughs> Let me just preface this preface this um podcast by saying I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. So if I do offend anybody because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm making this podcast, like I'm doing it for solidarity. 
I'm doing it for unity. I'm doing it for the brotherhood. Um, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just not a big Star Wars fan. So like, like some of the lore, some of the canon, I'm kind of like. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll be like, so what's this guy's name? Like, who's this guy that showed up in here? And then, like, how do they fit in the canon? Or like, Who, who's the guy this? that breathes weird? What's that yeah. guy's name? <laughs> who's the guy with asthma? Um, <laughs> yeah. why you know, like, stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I get the gist of it. I know who the maiden characters are. But, like, if you ask me about stuff from, like, episode, um, you know, at the original trilogy, I probably wouldn't know so much about it. Um, Oof. Oof. I mean, like, I'm not, like, if you said, like, <laughs> Like, if you said, like, what game were they playing or, like, what, you know, what happened in this episode, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's th- this happened. Like, I wouldn't be – I just don't know too much about it. Okay, I watched okay. the original trilogy. I watched the um, – I watched episodes one through three, and then I've, I've been watching the new Star Wars um, episodes, but I'm just, I'm just not that deep into it like I am into, like, Harry Potter or um, – you know the Marvel Studios, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I'll I'll just preface yeah. that the podcast with that. So, yeah, and that's totally fine. I mean, not not everything that we review is going to be a jam for all three of us. Which I mean, in and of itself, would be a pretty boring podcast episode if we all dug, you know, everything that we were talking about. It'd just be really boring. So it's good that we have you know someone that's not necessarily uh, a huge Star Wars fanboy to get that perspective too. Because I mean, you know, you know, Alan, you could help help out like maybe when Randy boy and I have like, you know, the, the star Wars gloss over our eyes where we see something and we're like, Oh, it was really dope. And you're like, actually like from a <laughs> unbiased, you know, standpoint, it actually sucked or something. Not saying yeah. that that's your review, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it's important to have it. I mean, if you guys want to ask me about Tron legacy. <laughs> yeah. See, I, there I it is. I'm the, the minority in that one. Yeah. If you guys want to <laughs> ask me about Tron legacy or Iron Man triathlons, like I got you, but star Wars, not, not, so much you know but go ahead yeah, rob how do you cool. feel about the the opening crawl um, or lack thereof or lack thereof i thought it was good I, like i said i kind of already kind of gotten used to it i was kind of expecting it from rogue one where we didn't get the opening crawl and i think they've come out and said about star wars that uh these separate star wars stories won't won't follow the same you know won't won't have the same uh fanfare and opening crawl as the other movies because they're not technically part of the main saga so i kind of knew that was coming what i did like was that it it was striking in that you got the long time ago in a galaxy far far away and then they just kept it going I, you know it, it technically was like an opening crawl but it wasn't in that same vein yeah. um so it's kind of like a bridge between the two so i thought that was cool um and having having seen that i, I thought it was a, a good job setting up you know what this how the story was going to go like this isn't your typical star wars saga and it's not going to be like um uh like even like rogue one um not just the opening crawl but in the intro in general we also got the first iteration of them showing the title like amidst the action even with rogue yeah. one yeah. you still got that kind of like that title screen like outside of the of the what was going on but with solo he i think he the opening scene it's like really dark and it's just him trying to uh, hotwire the speeder yeah, yeah the speeder, it's when yeah. he drives away with it uh for the first time then it shows right. like the entire city and then it shows the the title which and uh, like the way that that title looked they should have had that like holographic they should have had that as like in the trailers and stuff because it looked way better than what we got in the trailer i don't know if you guys remember the the logo but it looked all like 
fan made and stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was cool that that uh, they were changing that up at least. Um, so uh, you know we'll move the story forward a little bit. We get to see Han with uh with the with Lady Proxima and her bodyguards and stuff. What did you guys think about that opening scene, uh, Randy? When uh, Han, you get to see the, I guess the criminal, like the first little bit of the criminal underworld, and like Lady Proxima. What did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, it kind of set up the backstory. Uh, I felt it was one thing that was kind of weird, but I guess it was just they fast forwarded a little bit. Was how. When he got into, what were those, like, tunnels or whatever, where everyone was staying, um, or caves, it was still really dark out, and then the way that they got out of that place was they opened up the, they broke the window or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that, based on what happened, that the people in the tunnel are sensitive to sun, so... I was like, man, the sun came up really fast, if that was the case. So that was a little weird to me, but I thought the scene was cool. Uh, the Proxima chick was kind of gross looking. Uh, she came out of the water. Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. But, I mean, it set up it set up the uh, like smuggler type character yeah, yeah. that Han is. So I was like, okay, yeah. I get that. And, and you could see the... Uh, the struggle that that Han and Kira had and that they were trying to get out and what what they needed to do to get in out in order to survive so, yeah 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 so so I liked it it was it was interesting and it it uh served its purpose Alan yeah uh, I'm gonna agree with Randy um it it served its purpose it didn't like um it set the tone for, because before solo came about um, this movie came about. It was we kind of just knew Han Solo was just this, you know, this um, smuggler. You don't know what he was smuggling. You don't know how he came about the smuggling life. And then it kind of just set the tone. Excuse me, I, I burped. I'm drinking my mm. my birthday beer. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so um, uh, yeah. So you know, you kind of like start getting the tone, and you're like, okay, like this is this is how he like he gets into this life of um being a smuggler and being a you know being a criminal is that um that's the only way to live um that was like the only way to live um for him and kira and then um i i'm gonna be completely honest here like i started falling asleep in the beginning (laughs) Um, alan was really he was really excited for this i was super excited um and I was, I was like catching bits and parts of it, but like I, I was awake during the point where like he threw, like I forgot what he threw, but he was like he threw it at the window, and then like the sun hit the hit Proxima or whatever, uh, or yeah. yeah, and then she was like, oh the sun, and then yeah, <laughs> great reenactment right there. Yeah, <laughs> she's like oh the sun. <laughs> Let it grow, grow a world. But like, spot um, on. yeah, spot on. Uh, sign me up. So, no, it was it was good. Like I like I got the gist of it, and I think there was part of the um, the opening credit, like not the opening credits, but the opening subtitles, like said something about like living on this, living on. I forgot the name of the planet they were on. 
but living there was like you had Corellia. to like Corelia. Yeah, living there would be like is like a bunch of criminals just live there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it served its purpose. I think it just set the tone for the movie um, and for Han Solo as a person. And then I guess we'll get into more how he his character develops. But Rob, what do you think? Um, I want to say that I actually did not like this scene, or I thought it was weird. For me, like, and someone else had brought this term up, and it's it's the it's called the flying Leia, where it's like a weird thing that kind of takes you out of the Star Wars universe, or it's something that you don't seem that like doesn't seem to really fit, or like kind of makes the movie a little. I don't know. It just it, it it's where something uncharacteristic of Star Wars happens, and so oh, I could see that. that. I could see that. So so him having the thermal detonator and like pull it out, like it 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 was a callback to the the Return of the Jedi with um, Princess Leia having the thermal detonator. I thought that was okay. I was like, all right, that's a little fan servicey. But the fact that he like armed it by clicking, like making the sound with his mouth, I was like, come on, man, are you serious? Like, and then she saw right through it. I don't know. For me, I, I I've seen the movie twice now and. The first time I thought it was okay. The second time I really didn't like it. So I don't know. Maybe on the third watch it'll it'll hit me just right or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. For me, it just that was like a weird kind of thing. And I guess Han Solo, like there's like you guys had said, this is kind of sending up Han Solo as like the scoundrel smuggler doing whatever he has to do to get by kind of thing. Um, and I mean it, it goes right into the plan where his plan all along to get out of there was to break a window to let the sun in. Which was cool. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily needed the the clicky thermal detonator sound. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious if they had taken that out of the movie. I think I would have been okay. If they, you know, if he hadn't done that and he and he had just said, "Oh, this is my plan," and then through the rock, I think it would have it would have been fine. But let's just say that, like, let's just put this out there: like, nothing will ever top flying Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, wow. dude. Oh my god! I was. I think I was. I watched it with you. I watched. I'm pretty it with sure. You. Yeah. 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 And I was just we like, what? I actually fell asleep during that movie too, but that was oh much later god. in the day. Um, <laughs> it, was later, it was later at night, wasn't it? It was like 8 p.m. or whatever. You know. Yeah, it was. Like it a, was a like Friday a 30 year old. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it was just. Like when that happened, I'm like I don't want to steer so far away from that, but since it was brought up, like the Princess Leia theory, um, mm-hmm. like dude, when that happened, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like I I get it, she died in real life, and you guys just kind of want to hold on to like into onto Princess Leia and her character for as long as you can. But come on, dude! Like, <laughs> like everyone else was like, everyone else caught the L out in space, and everyone's like died. You know, everyone died, and everyone was just like, you know, oh, you know, sucks. Everyone's like mourning Princess Leia, and all of a sudden she's like, psych. Let me just I'm alive. fly back in here real and she quick. She flies <laughs> right back in, and she destroys the destroyer, doesn't she? What? Did she destroy? Mm-hmm. Oh no! That was right? that she, was like just a it. spoof. Uh, that was the really funny. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, shit. Yeah. No, she just flew into. She just the flew ship right again. back in, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. And they saved Cause her. Because that spoof, I saw that spoof. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that that spoof would have been sick. But that spoof, like, if that spoof happened, I would have been like, dope. But still, <laughs> dude, that that whole Princess Leia thing was just stupid. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say I was a fan of that scene either in that movie, but. Yeah. It's exactly exactly out, why we have the new term. Shout out to yeah. Dante. Right. That 
that scene was hot trash, bro. Oh hot my garbage, god, dude. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> dude, all right, let's get back trash. on track. All let's, right, all right. So solo, this. solo. All right. So Rob did not like it. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's my flying Leia, but it's immediately followed by another scene, which I think is a is also a kind of flying Leia, wherein um, Han Solo and Kira escape Lady Proxima's thugs, and they're now trying to I guess cross the Corellia border and like get out so they can get off world, um, and in doing so, Han enlists in the Imperial Navy, and he gets his name. Um, Alan, what did you think of that scene? Did it? I mean, as you as not being a super so Star Wars person, you obviously know who Han Solo is. How did yeah, you yeah. feel feel about him getting his story? Um, this way? wasn't just very anticlimactic, and they're like, like they asked him like his last name, um, uh, and he was like, I don't have one, or like I don't have a family, or whatever, and they're like Solo. Mm-hmm. That was it. Precisely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I I started waking up around this point. Um, <laughs> this is when like I started when fighting. Up for you. Yeah, when when he started fighting in the in the trenches, I was like, okay, like starting to wake up. But um, uh, yeah, I you know what? Like, it's it's different because you guys are like fans of the saga. Like me, I was kind of just like, cool, all right, move on, like kind of thing. Like I was just like, all right, like they didn't spend too much time. Like it wasn't some super like super extravagant like oh he got his name from like from his grandpa who was a you know who's a smuggler and blah 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 like <laughs> it was just like uh, all right you're solo cool all right on we go like you know it's on we go with the story like they didn't spend so much time trying to explain his name which is nice because i mean like realistically how much time would you want like how much fanfare how much time would you want to have spent on some dude's name. That's true. Yeah, that's you a know, fair like, point. Like, like Superman, like when they're like, "Oh, you're Kal El, and that means blah blah blah." Like, tie it. Yeah, All right, that's, that's what true. the you know that's what the S stands for. All right, move on. Like, kind of thing. You know. Yep. No, I got Randy. It. Would you, Randy? What do you think? Uh, I, I'm along the same lines. Uh, it was anticlimactic. It was straight to the point. I mean, uh, the. I I don't really uh, I I don't uh, I wasn't too excited on how he got it like oh mm, you're by yourself okay solo like all right cool I would have come up with like Han Johnson or something make it catchy <laughs> you know what I mean like no no he's oh you're by yourself <laughs> Ruined solo Star Wars like <laughs> Han Johnson it was a terrible name oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious, but no, they just went. Uh, they just went straight with solo. So I get it. Like like Alan said, uh, it, they just went straight to the point. So I appreciate that. Um, but real quick, I wanted to go a little bit back to before this scene, and yeah, yeah. when he was driving the speeder, he was a badass. I'll give him that. Like he could definitely drive, and how he did that weird like sideways pop thing so he got into the that little alley that was pretty yeah. sick so right from the get-go you can already see that he was uh living up to his awesome pilot driver uh name so yeah uh but back to solo yeah i wasn't too hyped about it it wasn't spectacular uh i'm on the same uh same side as alan on this one uh what about you rep 
Yeah. Well, I had mentioned before, this is kind of my, uh, the other flying Leia moment for me. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, you're introduced to Han Solo and you just kind of think like, okay, it's, it's his name. I get it. He's, you know, it, it kind of speaks to him as a person. He's like a, you know, he was the guy that technically left at the end of a new hope and then came back. He's like the lone ranger kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think too much of it, but you know, once that they, and it's, and now it's canon now, like there's no mystery to how he got his name. Now it's, it's set in stone that he got it from an Imperial, you know, uh, recruitment officer or whatever. It's like, uh, all right. I, I, it was a little tough to swallow. I mean, I, I get it. And, um, seeing it the second time, there's the scene where, where we'll get into this later on, but Kira and, and Han see each other again, three years later. And, he's introduced now as Han Solo and she turns to him and she's like, Whoa, your last name. So like, it's a really quick moment, but it was a, it was a cool like directorial kind of touch that I, I thought was cool with the story. At least that like, she's only known him as Han. And so now he's, he's, he's kind of filling, he's coming into that role. He is becoming Han Solo. Um, so I get it, but yeah, I, I honestly, I thought they could have, I thought it would have been cooler for him to get his name a different way. Maybe like, you know, with the, maybe if Beckett gave him his name or something like that. Maybe it just hit me yeah. wrong that it was an Imperial officer that did it. Maybe yeah. that's why. Nope. Okay. Um, do I mean, do yeah. you have like a, um, do you have like a theory or like a fan theory on how he should have gotten his name or kind of just, you kind of just wish it were a little bit more extravagant, like a little bit more. Um, not ne- more not necessarily. Solo. Yeah, not necessarily more extravagant or like, oh, you you did something really awesome by yourself, so we're gonna call you Han Solo. Not like something <laughs> like like a like another movie just to get his name. It's just that like I didn't like it that it was something as trivial as, okay, you're registering for the Navy and you don't have a last. You know, it's like mm-hmm. somebody that that you know arrived on a uh, Ellis Island. You know, they're like, oh, we you know we don't like your last name, so we're gonna call you Han Johnson <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have it yeah. could have easily have been that. You know. Or yeah. Han Loner. You know what I mean? It, it just seems like, yep. oh, we just got lucky that his badass name, Han Solo, happened to be, you know, he happened to meet the right recruitment officer that day. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It could have been better. It's probably not, it's you, not as, as strong a flying Leia moment, I guess. If I, I was not. that officer, it would have been Han yeah. Johnson. I'm telling you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that been or Han, Han Dover. Oh my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> All right, oh, back on track. Let's keep going. Or All right, Han, so or, uh, his last name will be Amontana. Oh, wow, because Disney, I get it. Yeah, oh, stretching <laughs> so much. All right, yeah. so fast forward three years, Han is now uh, part of the Empire uh, Imperial Navy, or not? Actually, I don't know if he's part of the Navy, but he's a grunt now. Yeah, um, yeah. we find we find out through conversation he he went in expecting to become a pilot, um, but he actually failed out of the academy. Um, so he's been bumped down to just the on the on the ground grunt, um, and it's our first introduction of uh, I guess the this kind of like trench warfare with stormtroopers and stuff yes. we've never seen before, and yes. we're introduced to to the mud troopers. Um, so Randy, I want to know what did you think of this scene and the mud troopers as a as a unit? So uh, last night I was reading on the uh, Star Wars subreddit. And there was a whole thing about the mud troopers. And I loved it. Just reading up more about it. Because at the time when I watched the movie, it didn't really click in my head what I was seeing. Um, but 
reflecting on it and looking back, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so throughout all the Star Wars movies, you see the stormtroopers, and um, they're supposed to be all shiny and clean and elite and all that stuff, like they're the badasses of the army. Um, and then now you're in the trenches and you could see essentially the grunts, like you said, which is what Han was doing. Um, it was great to see. I loved it. It was like, oh, this is real war. It wasn't space war anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they still had the, the, uh, outfits that looked similar to a stormtrooper, but it was real. You know, people were getting shot left and right. There was dirt and, well, they didn't have blood, but if they could have blood in this movie, there would be blood everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I was loving it. Um, and then just the way that they introduced the uh, other characters, uh, Val and Tobias. And I forget the other guy's name. The guy with four arms. Um, His name's uh, Rio. Yeah, yeah. The way they introduced them was really good. Um, it didn't click in my head right away. And up until uh, they started trying to fly away. And I was like, oh, okay. So they are uh, essentially hiding or they're spies. Um, so I loved it. That scene was was spot on for me. So I won't go too much further. Alan, how are you feeling about it? Um, I thought, I thought um, introducing him to that group of bandits... Um, was good and like again it just kind of like furthered him along his uh path to being a smuggler so it wasn't like it it just again it's just served his purpose like it kind of just showed that like he did whatever he had to do in order to get out of Karelia and then get back to <clears throat> he said he was gonna become a pilot in the imperial navy and then um wasn't he didn't he say he was gonna steal the ship and and run off with uh, uh kira right yeah that was that was that's his end game that's what he wanted yeah. to do yeah so i mean that was his point but he like the turn that he was taking and again like this kind of just showed this kind of just showed like his mentality as a smuggler and as like a criminal back in Karelia. like he had to make on the you know on the go decisions in order to further along you know in order to achieve the final goal of seeing kira so um he realized that um he can he can join uh woody harrelson and his group and you know and get off of that like because he figured out they weren't like actual imperial navy they were like they were trying to like uh steal stuff um so i mean he called it straight out and that was really i thought that was really like interesting how he just like say oh you have four arms you're not a real trooper and then he's like, he's like, you guys are trying to do something. Like I, I'm on to you guys. And then it was funny how he like, how he kind of just finagled his way into, into that group of bandits. And I just, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a really good. I thought that point was a really good story, Rob. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was really awesome too. Um, what I liked about it, it was I was kind of in the same boat as Randy, and I think most of the audience is that we. We come in thinking that Beckett and and that small his like unit or whatever are actual uh, soldiers, but they turn out to be you know they're just trying to boost uh, a shuttle or a transport ship or something. 
but the entire time I thought I was like, oh, he's a captain, and he's like one of those like distraught captains who's just like kind of over it. Um, yeah, the stereotypical just been in... like war torn. Right, right. He's been in too long or something like that. He, he played that really well, and then you come to find out that yeah, they're they're just they're they're trying to collect stuff for their heist, they're just trying to boost the ship. And um, so I thought that was cool. Is that you know we're kind of caught off guard. We're kind of learning things right alongside Han. Um, usually in these type of movies, there you kind of already know that he's getting recruited for a team, and you kind of like see the plans right in the beginning. You don't get introduced to the team in the middle of a heist, which I thought was a cool touch. Um, and yeah, uh, I didn't think about it until Alan had mentioned it. Like it's probably based or because of Han's background in the criminal underworld that. He knows what to look for, or knows like, hey, you guys aren't legitimate. You guys are, you guys are trying to do something, and I want in. Um, so I thought, yeah, that was it was really good characterization. Um, I thought all around it was a it was a great scene, um, and it actually brings us to one of one of the coolest things I've I've seen done in Star <laughs> Wars. Um, uh, let's. I, I want to start off with um, with Alan because I I don't know if you knew this was coming, but uh, I kind of knew it immediately when the scene starts taking place alan um what did you think about the introduction of our of our huge hairy homie uh chewbacca <laughs> i didn't know that was how it was gonna happen i didn't know that's how it was gonna go down but i thought it was really funny um they're like oh let's feed him to the beast and then <laughs> and they just like toss him in there and i'm like who is this like you know like you know how um like i forget which episode it was, but it was the original trilogy, and they like threw them into the garbage disposal thing. You guys know what I'm talking episode about? Four. Yeah, and it's and a then, trash trash compactor. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> garbage disposal <laughs> trash compactor. Anyway, um, so like I thought it was kind of funny, like how Han found himself in that situation, and uh, he was like, first off, I was like, oh snap, his the chain goes through that pole. He's gonna have his legs snapped off, but I'm like, mm. <laughs> plot armor. He can't have his legs snapped off. That's not how it's gonna go down. Um, and then we see Chewie come out. Um, our buddy Chewbacca, um, Chewbacca flock of flame. Oh um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He like came out and like, you know, obviously he's pr- probably really hungry because all he's all he's been fed is soldiers, like belligerent sh- uh, soldiers who just don't know what to do with their lives so um he you know it was just really interesting seeing how like chewbacca is over here murdering fools for for lunch and dinner but um and then when he picks up han han just, i don't know if it was like intentional i think it was intentional because of the way the you know, the subtitles was but han was like like i was like like is he like did he like swallow some mud and he was like trying to breathe or something like, you know, and then he, you know, Chewie was like, what the hell? Like you speak, you speak my language, bro. And then he just kept going on and on about it. Like um, Han just kept speaking in Chewbacca's language. I don't know what kind of language that is. So if I'm butchering this and I'm sorry, but um, yeah, it was just really interesting. Like how Han um, was just translating. And I, like, I, that just made me appreciate the relationship between them even more is because I don't think anyone else understood Chewbacca in in the trilogies, did they? Except uh, for Ray. Ray Ray understands him. I think but, Yoda did. And Yoda. But yeah, I mean Yoda's like I mean, Yeah, yeah. Yoda's OP. 
Um, so uh, it's like yeah, I don't think that was anyone else. I don't know if Luke did, but Han did, Yoda did, Ray did, or does. Um, so it's like, you know, it just made me come to appreciate their relationship even more, knowing that that's you know he he was like, hey, like we're gonna get out of this if you hit, you know, if you hit this pole hard enough, you know, we'll get out of here. And then they did, and they escaped together. So like that's how, you know, that's how their relationship began. And then we'll get into it further um, as we go through the go through the movie. But uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed Chewbacca's entrance. Uh, who's next, Randy? Rob? Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, I was a fan of it. Uh, I I really liked how they explained how Han understands Chewie, um, because yeah, throughout the entire series. Han was essentially the translator um, every time it was the two of them running around on their adventures. So to see that first interaction and it showed that Han can actually speak. Um, I don't know the language, uh, the actual name of the language. I just know they're from Kashyyyk. Um, so he could speak that language and it's cool that, yeah, he actually can speak it. So, uh, uh, it makes sense why whenever Chewbacca talks, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and yeah, the the way they introduced him, I was a huge fan. Um, the whole, he was all muddy and dirty and eating soldiers. And I think they said that he hasn't eaten in a few days, so this is going to be interesting. So I was like, oh, here we go. It's about to get real. And then uh, when they showed that it was Chewbacca, I was, I was pretty surprised. I was like, wow, uh, I didn't expect that. So uh, I like the scene. Uh, I, yeah, I'm and fan. considering considering what we saw Chewbacca do with like um, with other people in this movie, and then pretty sure in other people in uh, like his other movies, like with just ripping people up, like and I'm not like I'm not just saying like hypothetically speaking, like he ripped off arms like easily, you know. So like made me wonder like you know homeboys chained up. Are you playing with your food? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Han was chained up. He's literally, if he was that hungry, he would just like, oh, let me just rip off your head. Let me rip off your arms. And then now you're dead. Let me just eat you up. But instead, he was just kind of like messing with him, like, you know, just for sport almost. And then. Yeah, but uh, I think it was more like he was fighting him. Like Han was fighting uh, yeah. Chewie. So he He's fighting for his life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean. We saw we saw him like rip off dudes' arms off of their torsos, like just eat, like willy nilly, easily ripping off people's arms. Like yeah, like he's pretty Han strong. Was, if Han was really putting up a fight, do you think do you think Chewie would be like like oh let me let me fist fight you? No, like Chewie would just like <laughs> let me let me take your fist and no, let that's me true. you know. But like again, plot armor like it has to be this yeah. way. All right, Rob. Man, that kind of it kind of blows my mind a little bit, but maybe I'll I'll just say that mud it was just super slippery. Okay. And so maybe he was trying to grab him, he was slipping. I, yeah, I mean like Han's fighting for his life. He fought really dirty too. He threw like mud in his eyes and like oh, bit him. And I think. let's add this: he hasn't yeah, eaten yeah. in a few days, so he's probably so he's weak. weak. Yeah, I mean I'd be pretty <laughs> weak if I haven't eaten in three days. Just saying. Okay, but adrenaline, adrenaline-wise, wouldn't you be like, okay, like, oh, this dude wants to fight back, and I'm really hungry. I'll just tear this dude's arms off. 
Yeah, like, I guess that's true. But you know I mean? yeah, and it was uh, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a long struggle, long fight. We got like maybe twenty seconds. Even the soldiers above were saying like, "Oh, you killed him too fast," because yeah. they thought Han was out after that like initial throw. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he he was still pretty beastly. I mean, he threw Han and like into a pole, and that's what loosened yeah. it. So he he wasn't. I don't say he was pulling punches. And it like the scene right before Han starts talking to him, and I think in and I think the language is called Wookie. It's just called Wookie. But he's like pushing Han's head into the mud, and I, I thought he was gonna yeah. like break his. He could have broken his skull or something at that point, but he's yeah, just yeah. trying to like, you know, save his strength or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there was that whole scene, and I was like, well, he's he's pretty buff. Um, so yeah, and I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was a great introduction. Like, you know, as much as I hated Han Solo getting the his his name the way he did, I loved. It was a complete opposite with this scene. I loved that their their relationship grew out of both of them being prisoners and like having to fight each other at first and then finding that con that that common thread um being that they speak the same language and that they wanted to, to get out of there um i thought it was a great scene and uh it, it what it does is it leads into it's kind of han's initiation into beckett's crew he he's even though beckett kind of sold him out and got him thrown into the jail um we see Han and Chewie run up to the ship as it's taking off and you know, the whole crew or most of the crew like uh, Rio and Beckett's like, I kind of like this kid. He's kind of spunky. Um, you know, that was kind of like their, I guess his Beckett's test and he passed. So of course he's, he's led into the team um, initially at least. Um, and that moves us to our next big action set piece, which is the train heist. And I don't, I don't even know what planet it's on. I don't know if they actually say it. Uh, and yeah, um, it was, it wasn't until I saw the movie the second time around. This this movie kind of goes back to the original trilogy where like they don't have title cards for the planets. That's something that that came up in like Rogue One. I don't know if it's in the prequels. It's been a little bit. But um yeah, I don't think yeah they the don't prequels. I think it's just Rogue One. Oh, where okay. It actually yeah. shows the name of the planet. Yeah, I don't think right. it right. Yeah. So they they did a a little good I thought that was like a nice little if that was intentional or not, I thought it was a good little nod to the uh to the saga, you know, that they yeah. didn't name the planets. We were just kind of like you know, you have to just kinda of catch that stuff on your own. Um yeah, but, but whatever planet the, it was the other movies did a good job of saying, Oh, we need to go to Tatooine and then the next scene <laughs> is in Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, I thought I thought they did a good job. Um, so sorry, I don't know. So we gotta find out. We gotta do some research to figure out where this happens. But uh, it moves us to our big, our next big action set piece, which is the the tri- train heist with Beckett's crew. Uh, Randy, what did you think of the execution of the heist um, slash the way that it played out? Uh, I thought it was interesting. the The train itself was sick. The fact that it turned and and got all crazy that was pretty dope. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a train do those kinds of things, um, mm-hmm. at least in a movie. So it added a whole new dynamic to the uh, the heist. Um, so I was a fan of the scene. Um, I just wasn't a fan of the end of the scene, how uh, they basically lost the entire payload. Spoiler alert. Um yeah, really. Uh, I mean, the explosion was cool, but I was like, oh, they. I, I felt like they didn't fight hard enough for it. And how were those, I think it was four, four or five speeders stronger than the ship? Um, I get it. There's, it's more numbers, but um, it just, 
I, I felt like a ship would be stronger than those Destiny style speeders. <laughs> and the whole time I saw that, I just saw, I was like, oh, it's Destiny characters. Um, especially the main, um, I forget her name, um, but the main boss chick, um, especially with her helmet. I was like, oh yeah, she's a hunter. She's definitely a hunter in Destiny with her speeder <laughs> and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought the, uh, the scene was cool. It was definitely a, uh, time for Han to step up and do stuff because of Rio getting shot. Um, which was kind of weird because it looked like he got shot in the shoulder and then he died, which was like, oh, he just died. Uh, okay. You're talking about that dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dude yep. with the forearms. Yeah. I was like, okay, I thought he was going to be around longer. He was a cool guy. Um, but all right, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to die, right? So yeah, uh, I, I liked it, um, but except for the few things like I mentioned. So, Alan, how you feeling? Um, uh, if you're asking me how I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like halfway through this can. Oh, jeez. This can is can a... Can beer? Uh, Here we go. It's a... Uh, oh, it's, oh. It's good, dude. It's um, Alesmith Brewing. Brewing. It's a Speedway Stout. It's an Imperial Stout with coffee, and the coffee that is brewed in is Vietnamese coffee. Interesting. It's okay. a twelve percenter, so I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> All um, right. Oh, Back um, on how topic. I'm feeling, how I'm feeling about the movie? Oh, okay. Um. So uh, the train heist. I thought it was a really like I thought it was a really cool heist. Um. Uh, like, I I thought of like other movies that in, that involve trains, like um, like maybe some of the golden, like some of the 007 series, like with uh Pierce Brosnan. I'm pretty sure he had like trains in there somewhere. We'll um, go with uh Captain America. There was a good train yeah, scene. Yeah. So it, yeah. So Captain America was also a good train scene. So it was, it was. It looked like that, and it felt like it was very action-packed. Um, and then, again, like Randy said, he touched base on this, like, how are those four speeders, like, stronger than the one ship? But I get it. The ship took quite a beating. Um, yeah. You know, the you know like, the pilot was now dead or dying. Um, and Han took over the ship, and he righted the course, but... You know, after all that, it's kind of like the payload was just gone. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't very climactic. Like it was like, okay, like you know, someone's gonna get this, someone's gonna get this, whether it's the good guys or the bad guys or the whatever guys. Um, but it was just like nobody won it. Nobody won the prize. No one got the payload. No one got. I forgot the term that he they called that thing. Um, like the. Oh yeah, my it was, I forgot. Coax, yeah, I forgot coaxium. Yeah, coaxium. Okay. Yeah, so no one got it. And it was just like, okay, well, that's it. You know, like all those, like, you know, um, Beckett's, wife, uh, Beckett's girl died. The pilot died. For what? For, for you know, for the payload to, <clears throat> for the payload to just, you know, explode right then and there and it was huge so so it was kind of cool because like at first you kind of just take their word for it saying like okay it's very it's highly explosive um and you're just like okay 
I mean, how highly explosive is highly explosive? Like, is it going to kill, you know, is it going to, is it going to destroy the planet or is it going to destroy the train? And it was, it was big enough to destroy like uh, a base if there were a base there. Um, but it wasn't big enough to destroy a planet. So like, imagine like now you can put like, now you can put that image in a sense then when like towards the end, when they're handling it, um, <clears throat> when they're handling it, you're like, okay, like it's, it's highly combustible, like be careful with it. So you can kind of, you can kind of see that. So I, I thought it, I thought it served its purpose. Again, I thought it moved the plot along perfectly, swimmingly, um, albeit, Ooh, good um, term. yeah, albeit <laughs> it was just, you know, a lot of people died for nothing, but I guess it, they died, they died for the plot to move forward. So. Rob? Yeah, and I mean, that would probably be my only, or my big gripe with this scene, is as soon as the, the heist fails, um, Beckett is, you know, he's he's completely fine. But I guess that goes back to his character as, like, a scoundrel smuggler, too. He's like, well, I, you know, the girl died. It's all good. Uh, I'll find someone else or something. But um, for me, what was important about this scene was, one, we got to see Han, yeah, you guys have mentioned it before, Han stepping up. And, you know, showing off his piloting skills. Um, we also got to see Han save Chewie, you know, and you start, he, he start seeing, again, that, that relationship being reinforced. He's, like, calling him buddy, saving his life, kind of watching out for him, even though they had they just broke out. You know, in, in the in-between time, they have showered together, which I thought was also a, a weird scene, but also build, yeah. builds the relationship up. Um, yeah, that but, was really uh, awkward. <laughs> going going back to the the argument which is how can those speeders pull the 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 ship away they i mean if anything I, i'd say they were equally matched for speeders versus the one one loader and it, it wasn't it's not like a full spaceship it's not like the those speeders were pulling against the millennium falcon this this ship that han's flying at this point for the train heist it's it's meant to carry at ats and drop them off so it's yeah. not supposed to be like a full like hyperspace. Like, why didn't he just jump to hyperspace? Or you know, but that goes just, back to what we were saying. Ship. What we were saying was like, okay, if it's designed to carry that much of a, I guess you can call it payload. No, well, let's just call it a load. You would think yeah, yeah. that it would be stronger than those four speeders, and, it well, would and just that's that's overpower it. Yeah, and it's not that it was being overpowered. It's just that it was being pulled in a different direction. If you have like four motorcycles pulling against a semi, and they're but both pulling in different torque, directions, with enough right. torque, <laughs> you should at least go one direction instead of well, the opposite direction instead of just going straight. But yeah, I mean saying, that's you know yeah, it, Han, Han should have used a little bit yeah. better pilot skills and actually like went with the exactly and I, exactly go there. with them. Instead yeah. of splitting or using the mountain to split you guys, go with them right, and continue right. the fight. But that's besides the point. Sorry, Damn. I didn't mean to interrupt. But, but, no, 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 that's, that's fine. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, Han I get Johnson. That. All right. <laughs> Randy Johnson, oh, professional God. baseball player. Here we go. Uh, but no, I thought I thought it was within Han Solo's as a character because he dropped the, the payload. The payload. Yeah, he's he's done yeah. that in other movies and stuff before, and it was at the cost of you know, the sure it's hyper fuel or whatever, but it's it's for my team. You know, I can yeah, still yeah. save my team. We've already lost two members. I'm not going to lose everybody. Like, and I don't want to die myself. And it it was 
they had to drop it to the point where they had enough time to get away because they almost didn't make it out of there too with the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and it was kind of cool because in that same scene you hear Beckett on the on the walkie-talkie and he's like calling him a coward and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you're like, oh man, Han Solo's Han Solo's. Uh, I guess he was a coward, but then you know you 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 as you go on you see that it's part of his character to exactly. to again be the good guy. Yep. Um, like he tries to play the scoundrel so much, but when sure, it comes sure. down to it, he he has a soft side, and that's right, throughout the right. entire series he's done that. Yeah. Yeah, and so again, I just want to reiterate that I just thought it was a weird thing that Beckett didn't have any. I mean, he he punched him in the face, and that was about all that we got. I thought he'd be a little more broken up about, you know, his Bonnie and Clyde um, girl yeah. like dying. But uh, I guess it was fine. She she knew what he was getting to, and if anything, he kind of has to blame himself because he should have known about uh, Marauders coming through. Um, all right, so moving from there. We get an introduction of um, of uh, Dryden Voss and Kira three years later um, as a villain. You know, Alan, how did you like Dryden Voss? Um, like he just felt like he just felt like a like the Fall Guy. You know, Maroney's just the Fall Guy. Like he, <laughs> um, I'm the brains of the organization. You know, like um, he just didn't. He didn't feel very villainous as much as, you know, as much as we had Darth Maul or Vader or even Kylo Ren. Like he didn't, he didn't feel as villainous as those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But I guess in Rogue One, being that it was a smaller, you know, it wasn't technically part of the original saga. um, Although it did kind of like lead into um, episode four. Um, the villain in that movie also felt very beatable. He didn't feel like he didn't feel like too over like OP. Um, you had the general, and then you had the guy above the general, like who was the uh, CGI in Rogue One, right? <clears throat> yeah, Admiral right? Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. So Admiral Tarkin obviously was like the bigger, better baddie, and then the general was kind of just like the you know the fall guy. Then in here, um, we won't go. We won't go into uh, um, the big baddie here. But we'll like. I forget the dude name. The villain, um, dress or vest, Darden or whatever. Dryden Voss, um, Vision. Um, yeah, we'll call him he, Vision. Yeah, Vision. Um, you know, he just didn't feel very villainous you know like he he was badass with the little with the shanks he had but he didn't feel very villainous like what he, about what about when his skin got all crazy and his eyes got all red would he be more villainous then in that moment may, maybe <laughs> i maybe i should have seen it in like in dolby cinema because i didn't see much of that oh um, man that's actually a fair point i want to discuss that a little bit too because to be honest like I saw it, but I wasn't sure if it was just like the shading of the scene or if it was yeah. actually happening. It, it was um, hard to see. The eyes were the more the eyes were part. glowing, and then like he was turning green or something like that, right? I don't know about green. No, was, he had like he had like scars on his face <laughs> that turned more see, red. I, yeah. I, okay, shout out to AMC Dolby, Dolby Cinema. Like, watch this movie in Dolby Cinema because. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
regular red, regular projections not great. Um, no, he just he just didn't feel very villainous to me. Um, I could I think it could have been a little bit more villainous. I think they could have chose somebody who's who you would definitely be a little bit more scared of. You know, um, I wasn't very scared of Vision. Um, he felt beatable, and he was beatable. Um, yeah, I wasn't too uh, excited about him, Randy. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't too excited about him either. Um, I felt that his little, so were his little dagger things? Did they have like little lightsaber blades on them? Like, yeah, no, yeah. They're so they're called uh they're called vibro blades, and so it's like. It's not necessarily a lightsaber, but it, what it is is it like vibrates enough to where it can disrupt light, and that's Nerd. how somebody somebody that uses like those they can go against somebody with a lightsaber, but it's not a lightsaber. So it's weapon. essentially like the uh, the riot control stormtrooper storm exactly uh, traitor guy. Where yeah, traitor. Had that weird thing. Yeah, it can go up against lightsabers, but it's not a lightsaber. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I thought those were cool. It, obviously, the way that they lit up was like, ooh, it's kind of like a lightsaber fancy. Um, right. But yeah, I felt that he wasn't... He didn't do much. You never even saw him outside of his room for the most part. Like mm-hmm. He was in his little... Uh, in his he ship, in his basically, the whole ship. time. Yeah. Um, he didn't... I think there might have been one scene where he wasn't there. Um, but... Besides that, yeah, he was there the whole time. He was more villainous in the orders that he was giving out. Um, and then, obviously, uh, the end fight scene was okay. But I felt like if they really wanted to beat him, just team up on him. Which they kind of... I don't know. I, I felt that it could have been better. Um but as a villain, I thought he was okay at best. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just decent at best as a villain. Yeah. He's da- he yeah. dabbed. He yeah. dabbed on us. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I agree. But my my thought with it is that he's not supposed to be like a Sith Lord or you know Darth yeah. Maul or anybody like that. Yeah. He's he's basically like a, a gangster that works for a crime syndicate. So I wasn't expecting him to be like a OP, like, oh, we're going to need a Jedi to take him out. He's uh-huh. like... He's still like ground level thug. Um, I did like his weapons. It seemed typical of like a ground level thug to have like shanks slash uh, what are those called? The knuckle thingies. Uh, brass knuckles. Uh, brass knuckle kind of things. But what I didn't understand was why he didn't just have that on him all the time. He was like, he put them like on display in his office, and I was like, I, if I was you know if people were threatening my life or I was gonna have like a a meeting where I feel like somebody might shoot me in the face. I think I'd have those things like already on or nearby at least. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, even in his like first scene, he has them like he puts them on a platter and he's like, you know, put this back in my office. I might need them. I was like, dude, you should just be walking around with that all the time. Yeah, but I guess like, he, he have those in your pocket. He's or got something. like, yeah, he's got guards with them, so I guess that's that's also something too. So real quick, real quick, this is brought up in the uh, the stream chat. So would you compare him to like Jabba the Hut? And if you do. Which one do you think is better? Because they're both essentially, yeah, crime lords, right? And they're just mm-hmm. organizing things, making things happen, organizing jobs and mm-hmm. stuff. Which villain, right. if you consider Jabba a villain as well, uh-huh. is better? 
Um, I, I'll go out and say that I thought Dryden Voss was a better villain in that sense because if you watch those scenes, he's he's like it's it's kind of scary the way that he's talking to them. He's like, you know, convince me not to murder you. You know, here's the okay, problem. Yeah, yeah. You have to convince me why you have to stay alive because you you know what I mean. Like the way that he was delivering his lines and he has his guards around him. You had to check your weapons in before you came to see him. I mean, it's 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 just the way that he had like you're completely helpless under him. And I'm not, that's not to say that you know it's the same kind of setup as Jabba the Hutt, but I just feel like the way that he was delivering those lines, and you can tell when he's getting fired up because he was literally, you know, you could see his scars and his eyes getting more and more bloodshot. Um, and to go, sorry, to touch back on what Alan was saying about it wasn't really clear in his theater. So I'd seen the movie twice. The first time I saw it, and it was like in a bougie. Um, it was actually ArcLight in La Jolla. Um, <laughs> so they, they have like really fancy like crispy projectors. And the movie was looking like extra crispy. And so like the, the beginning scene with Han, he gets like punched or beat up. You can see like a scar on his face and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then even even things like Dryden Voss, like his, his scars and his eyes. Um, you can see that really well. But when I saw it the other night at one of those like really small mom and pop, you know, all this, it's not even stadium seating. It was like old school seating. Um, it was really like it seemed like a really dirty, dingy looking kind of film. I was like, whoa, I'm really glad I saw it the first time in, in bougie projection mm-hmm. uh, because, yeah, you do miss out on, on little details like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, sorry. So going back to Dryden Boss, you get the physical threatening with his face and stuff, but you also like sca- you know, you're scared because of the way he's speaking to you and the way that his like, character you know, comes off. Um, well, how about what you? about Jabba, though? One, he was huge. <laughs> Second, He's a big... he had that gross tongue, dude. <laughs> Damn, what's that tongue, dude, though? Dude, that tongue no, was okay, nasty. So, so let me... So since your uh, follower brought up Jabba, um, let's go into uh, Dryden Voss and the sexual slave tones we got from it. Because I got... I don't know about you guys, but I... Kind of got the fact that um, that Kira was a sex slave. Um, you know, mm. she's like, you know, I haven't really, you know, I didn't really escape. I'm still in it, kind of thing. I get um, the slave part. I don't know about a sex slave. Like, <laughs> huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely got that vibe when she first got reintroduced and she was all awkward and kind of shifty and stuff. And I was like, okay, uh, clearly he owns her, right? Yeah, it's um, it's the same thing as like it's the same thing as like Leia, and um, it's the same thing as Leia and Jabba. You know, Jabba I made. Know. That's a stretch, man. That's a stretch, dude. <laughs> you guys didn't get the same like sex slave undertones, like no, no man. Either. I think I think you're you're going back to like Khaleesi undertones. I think you're getting them mixed up, bro. No, like, dude. Like I, like <laughs> you're even, looking at it with the Game of Thrones lens. Like even like even um what's it called even uh homeboy at the end I'm not gonna say his name because we'll get into it but homeboy at the end was like you know I'll see you back at this thing and like don't worry we'll get into it like like w- like we'll be working a lot closer or something like that and I was just like ew like uh, yeah but I, I thought that was more apprentice I'm not getting I'm I don't agree I don't think dude, it's stretch a, a Armstrong over here <laughs> stretch Johnson excuse me uh, stretch solo. Really? <laughs> We can leave it up to the streamers if anybody's out there and they're listening. If you yeah. guys, you know, let's take a vote and see how many people think 
uh, was Kira a sex slave or was she just, yeah. you know, a, a no, lieutenant? The one, which, which the one states viewer is saying, no, she became a murderer. <laughs> she's a badass. This, I think that's what she's referring all. to. Yeah. When she says all like, right. yeah, you wouldn't, you won't look at me the same. I don't think it was sexual. I think it was like, I, cause I murked fools yeah. and like, cut their yep. heads off. Yeah. Yep. I, got I think that it was vibe. more that time. She became right. a badass. Dang, let's maybe. let's move on. We're uh, <laughs> at about an hour and fifteen in. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know, man. It's like all over the Reddit's. Like people also got the same sexual undertones as I did. So I maybe. But that's that's also the Reddit lens too. I mean, a lot of guys want you know they have a subreddit for like Rule Thirty Four stuff. So yeah, but maybe that's anything... Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like you're, you're that sample size is Reddit, and of course they're like hyper sexualized or like you know, that's what they're that's the lens they're looking at the movie in. Versus if you ask like an eight year old kid, he'll be like, no, I don't think he was the same. But I don't think he was the same status as a sex. Like an eight year old kid would say like, I don't think an eight year old kid would be like, um, like oh yeah, she murdered a bunch of dudes either. I don't think they would put that one and one together. Um, I, don't I feel know. like that's the majority opinion though. That she was is that she murked? That she was yeah. Just murdering fools, getting things done to get what she wants. Um, right, right. But, okay, but with that, with that mindset, was, that can go she, into she Alan's. Anything. Yeah, exactly. She uh, did anything as well. she could in order to survive. But I get, I get both mindsets. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. you know, and like I, the only reason why I brought it up is because someone brought up Jabba and someone brought up, yeah. you know, like yeah. I was like Jabba, Princess Leia, Dryden Voss, and Kira, like kind of thing. Like, that was his slave like that was his sex slave kind of thing the thing is with the whole jabba thing i think the only reason why she was considered where princess leia might have been looked at as a sex slave was simply because of her outfit like if she was wearing her normal white robes and she just had her chain around her neck i don't think people would have the mindset that jabba had her around as a sex slave yeah you know what i mean um so I think I, I get the comparison, but yeah, I, I just don't think that Leia was really a sex slave besides her outfit. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's get into this castle run, <laughs> Rob. Let's go. <laughs> um, so sorry, before we get into the castle run, somebody that I want to that we get introduced to, it's a big part of the movie, um, and I was heavily fanboying over this, was our introduction to Lando Calrissian. Uh, oh, Randy... Nice. What did you think of of the performance? What did you think of the character? Um, yeah, well, Lando Calrissian. What did you think, man? Uh, I liked him. Uh, the thing that it, it, it kind of sucks for me is because I haven't seen. Where did he first show up in episode five? Yeah, uh, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while, so I don't really remember Oops. how Billy D. Williams portrayed him. Uh -huh. um, so when it when he showed up again it was like okay cool but i just i i just felt like he was i don't know where i'm going with this i i kind of lost track but i thought it was great um i liked the the card game i like how they revealed how he won all the time um uh his hair was on point <laughs> uh i thought he was great i thought it was great yeah, yeah. i don't want to go too far uh alan what did you what do you think um, as a big fan of Childish Gambino and uh, Dong Lover, Donald Glover, um, I, I for one, was excited going into the movie to see him as Lando. I haven't seen 
like I said, I haven't seen it, or like Randy said, I haven't seen episode five in a long time. Um, I just, I just, all I remember was that Lando was kind of just like a, like he was kind of just a smooth criminal, like a smooth dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, who, um, who's very much into the women's kind of thing. Um, that's all I remember from the, him and uh, episode five. So like in that sense, um, Lando, <laughs> like, you know, the way Lando like loved his, um, Sex droid, um, as real JP money put it. Um, <laughs> sex stuff, oh, you don't see it, that's right. You don't see it because in the stream, yeah, in the it's stream, in the, it's in the Twitch money chat. Now, yeah, oh, my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, real JT money said now Lando and his sex droid. That was a weird subplot point, so yeah, I like it. Was kind of weird, you know. The even the droid was self aware, he's like, I think he wants me, like, and she, and then even Kiro's like, How would that work? and then like, like, it was like dot dot dot. It works. Like I was like, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, <laughs> you know. So I get it, and then like the whole um, Kira, like you know, oh, so I know this guy, blah blah blah. Um, you know, he's this way, he's that way, and he was just talking up a big storm. And even like Han was like, okay, enough of him. Like I don't want to hear it. Um, and it was just like it was just really funny because you're like, oh shoot, like, like. Kira, I think Kira was about Lando at one point too, probably. Um, <laughs> you kind of just see it, like you kind of just see like Lando's just this really like smooth talker. Um, this is all about the women. Um, I think Alan and- watched a porn version of this. Yeah, movie. did you watch a Solo Triple X? I think I think what I watched was Hand Solo. Um, oh my god! You know, or Han Johnson? That's what you watched. Han Johnson. No. Nah. No, like, and, you know, it's just, you know, like, Hero was talking up a storm about, um, about Lando, and then Lando, you know, even Han was like, okay, that's kind of enough, like, I don't care about this dude, like, it's kind of getting creepy. Um, and then, like, Lando, like, he was just a smooth dude, um, wasn't so much, like, uh, it was kind of weird hearing, uh, hearing Donald Glover talk about, um, hearing Donald Glover talk in that little, uh, um, oh my God, that accent he had. Cause I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't remember Lando, the original Lando having that accent. Okay. So it was really weird. Um, hearing that, like that whole accent, but, um, overall I thought it was a good portrayal. It was kind of hard to see Donald Glover in kind of like a semi-serious role of, um, of Lando Calrissian, but because all every time he talked in, in that accent, I kind of hear um, I kind of hear Community Donald Glover, like Troy. <laughs> um, okay, I, I hear that happen all the time, and I'm just like, ah, like you're too funny for this, Donald Glover. Like you need to go back to comedy, kind of thing. But um, he was uh, he was he was almost born for this part. Like even before he signed up Man, for this part, people statement. were. Yeah, even before he signed up, people were like, dude, Donald Glover yeah. needs to be Lando Calrissian. And he did. And he, he looked almost exactly like Billy D. Williams did. Um, so it was just interesting to see. Right. And I, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, I'm pretty much just going to echo what you guys have said. Um, Donald Glover did a fantastic job um, in his portrayal of Billy D. Williams as uh, Lando Calrissian. 
Um, I will say that the accents or the affectations that he was using was like spot on. If you guys go back and watch episode five, like his mannerisms, the way that he's delivering those lines, it, it, it feels exactly like I'm sure that he sat down and watched, you know, uh, episode five a couple times um, to get it down. And he got it down pat. Like you really, you guys should really go back and check it out and you'll, you'll see it. He's really shining in his portrayal. A really good job. Um, that moves us to one of the big things, and I'm really glad it was placed into the movie, which is the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for people that didn't know or weren't sure, they, they spelled it all out here. Um, and the Kessel Run is you pick up raw um, coaxium ore, and you have to transfer it to Savarine, which should take a normal person, a normal ship, normal navigation, 20 parsecs. Which <laughs> yeah. also... It should be stated, uh, most the hardcore Star Wars fans will know, it's a measure of distance, not time. Yeah. So they, they found a faster route that way. Um, but, you, you know, let's, let's get into it. Uh, Alan, what did you think of the Kessel Run, that, that sequence? Um, I remember from the original trilogy and all the, you know, from the original saga, um, that they always made it a big point to say that um, Han Solo did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Um, so to see how he did it, I guess every Star Wars fan wanted to know what the hell is a Kessel Run? You know, like, (laughs) like, why is this such a big deal? Um, so being, you know, just being an average fan of the series, uh, I, like, it was just really interesting to see, um, them actually go through the Kessel Run and see what the Kessel Run was. Um, and then how Han, you know, defeated the, you know, beat the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, um, if you round down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just it was just really interesting. I, I liked knowing, I liked seeing that he steered, you know, instead of taking the path of least resistance, he, like, he was like, well, we have to go now. We only have, you know, we have less than 20 parsecs to do this. We can't, you know, we can't stay the original route because now there's, you know, this um, Imperial Destroyer is you know, is blocking our path. We can't go this way. So he's like, you know what? I got this. And it was just, you know, you kind of see Han becoming the pilot, you know, because Lando was, Lando was hurt. So you kind of see Han becoming this pilot. Um, and then you finally see like, damn, he did, he's doing the Kessel run right now. Like, is he going to do 12 parsecs? And like, who the fuck knows how many seconds, like human seconds, a parsec is equal, you know, is equivalent to. Wait, it's not time. It's distance. It's oh, distance, bro. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Okay. And that was that. Was, well, just going back, that was kind of the premise how he veered off the initial course. Yeah. That's right, kind right. of how you get that that sense of it's not time, it's distance because there was the whole uh, uh, tunnel essentially that you guys or that wow. they introduced, and then he cut through just to get away. So that's yeah. essentially mm-hmm. cutting off a few parsecs. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, it was just really interesting to see all that. Like I was, I was, com- I was completely um, intrigued. I was pleasantly intrigued um, by that. And I, I enjoyed the whole Kessel run. Randy. Oh, I thought it was great. Um, the whole scene with that weird monster thing and it's going into the, uh, Oh Holy my gosh! Smokes. Someone's going fast. Someone's, someone's watching Fast and Furious. I know. Jeez. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do the uh, the Kessel Run. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's a bunch of like 
college kids racing outside. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Um, where was I? Jeez, kids. Get me off topic. Um, oh, the monster. Yeah, I thought that was great. The whole uh, uh, Cthulhu. Well, yeah, I'll call it a black hole. I think I, there was an actual name for it, but I forget what it is. Um, but that whole thing was cool. Um, I, I liked it. It was interesting to see how the Falcon got to where we see it in episode four and five, you know, mm-hmm. as far as um, the escape pod and all the different modifications that were on it and the guns getting ripped off, so on and so forth, all those things. It was cool to see um, the original. Um, one thing, wasn't it, didn't it have like blue accents in this movie? Um, it did have blue accents, to- yeah. Compared to Oopsies. how we see it later, um, something I so. did not see in a regular <laughs> cinema. You gotta, gotta see it in Dolby if you're gonna watch this because I did not catch that. <laughs> yeah, so that's one thing that's weird. But obviously, when you see the end of the Kessel Run, the ship is just jacked up. So I'm not surprised that it got a fresh set of paint and all that good stuff. But I loved it. The Kessel Run was probably. Mm-hmm. The height of the movie, I, I would say, for me at least, oh. it was it was the height of the movie. It was fun. Okay. Rob, how are you feeling? I thought the Kessel Run was amazing, man. Definitely lived up to all the hype, all the expectations. Uh, my only gripe was that we didn't get to see even more badass piloting from Han. Um, he did pull that really nasty like landing gear bootleg drift, which I thought was pretty ill. Um, never seen that done before. And you also got to see... Again, the reinforcement of that Han and Chewie um, bonding and relationship, and you know even the co-piloting skills with with one and you know them looking out for each other and kind of knowing like oh you know you got to dump whatever <laughs> fuel or whatever it was to do that badass move. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. you kind of get the give and take in their relationship mm-hmm. even when they're flying. So I thought that was done really well. Um, which moves us to the the final third act, the final battle on uh, I guess the planet's called Severine. Um, yeah, that sounds which is, right. Yeah, which is kind of like a beachy, sandy planet. Um, uh, it's the whole climax of the movie, though. We get we get the whole I guess resolution of all the factions. We get the Infant's Nest, um, Dryden Voss's crew, Han, Beck, and everybody kind of all meeting to a head. Um, Randy, what did you think of how the third act played out? Uh, I was surprised with the reveal of, I forget her name, but the reveal and the reveal of the intentions of, uh, what are they called again? That faction? Um, the, was it R thing? No, it was like the nest or something like that. I, I forget. S- so I thought, yeah. So I thought the entire time that it's called infants, like a baby's nest, like it's, no, like, it's uh, like with an e or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually inf nest, e n f y s, and yeah. then nest. Yeah. yeah. So when they reveal their intentions and all that stuff, it's like a a turning point in the whole story. It's like, oh, they're actually not bad guys. They're actually the good guys, and essentially the beginning of the rebellion. Well, were they the beginning of the rebellion? That's yeah, what I the took rebel from it. alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the beginning you're, of it. You're, okay. You're, yeah. Um, so I thought it was great. Um, I was kind of hoping to see that. Um, 
the the main the main girl was for some reason i was thinking that she was going to be someone's kid and it was like oh like she would be related to the story somehow at least the saga that we already know but from my understanding she isn't she's just a normal person um that's starting it so either way i i liked it um the other parts where they were in the ship and they were having the whole uh, conversation with the fake uh, coaxium and all that stuff. I thought it was okay. Uh, having the gun underneath the cover, I was like, okay, nothing nothing too exciting. The big thing for me in that entire third act was really the reveal of who they were. Um, besides that, everything else was kind of meh. What about you, Alan? Um, so I... Oh man, the last, the whole third act was just a blur. Cause it was like, you're getting double cross, you're getting double cross, you're getting double cross. Like, I was like, dude, I don't even know who the hell to, um, to follow anymore. Like, and then at, you know, obviously at the end of it all, like Han came out on top. He, you know, he just, he knew exactly what was, almost exactly what was happening. Um, he didn't know Kira was not gonna join him. Um, but, it was just so like I don't know. It was it was there was just so many plot twists at the very end. It was kind of just like, all right, serious. Like more, like more plot twists after this one. And then obviously, like after you know after um, Chewie helped uh, Beckett with the uh, was it coral coaxium? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was just like. Uh, he was helping him out, and then uh, Dryden and Kira and Han fought Dryden, and then Kira killed Dryden after looking like he was about to kill Han. And then it was like, dude, there was just so many plot twists at the end, and I'm just like, dude, like, 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 choose something. And it was, I don't know, like, it was just, like, I, I don't know, like, it, 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 it seriously irritated me. It was just like, like so many plots with like you know what you know what movie i immediately thought of um uh after after that plot twist stuff was that one movie we watched rob with the um with the cops um and it was uh, kind of, triple nine or something yeah like triple that. yeah triple nine or something like that and i was like dude there's so many plot twists like unneeded plot twists and it was just i don't know i just i wasn't a big fan of all the plot twists yeah i guess that's a good point i mean uh what's his name tobias switched it up and then uh the faction switched it up you know what i mean like yep. it was constant yeah i, I yep. can see where you're going I can from the going. moment they landed it was like it was like okay the faction you know the the faction that was originally trying to get the coaxium um actually turned out to be good guys and then han's like oh yeah we should be good guys too and then um you know beckett was like no, like I'm gonna stick to being bad, and then they they like plotted to drop off the coaxium to Dryden, and then Dryden was like, oh, you know, this is really good fake, and then we're like, oh man, you know, they got him, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was like, you know, it was just not, oh man, there's just way too many plot twists, um, and it was it was getting old real fast. No, I got you. Rob, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to disagree. I really liked Ooh, all the plots. Here we go. Here we go. 
Well, I mean, you got to think about who we're dealing with. These aren't. It, it'd be different if it was like all the the main hero Star Wars characters double crossing each other. That would have been out of character. But you're dealing with a bunch of crime syndicate people, like all gangsters, all scoundrels, uh, people that are just that are coming from nothing, trying to make it in in the in the life. Um, so yeah, I I. I you know, I was not expecting the Beckett double cross. I, you know, he opened the doors. I mean, once the doors open, you kind of like figure it's probably Beckett. You know, when he, when Dryden says that it's not Kira, you're like, oh shit, it was Beckett the, the whole time. He really is scum. Um, yeah. You know, I, there, I guess you know it, there probably was a little bit too too many double cross, but for me, it didn't feel like it was one after the other. I think they just kind of tried to make it so that it wasn't predictable, which I think a lot of movies suffer from nowadays. Whenever there's like a heist movie you expect, now we're expecting a double cross or something. And so the fact that they like double cross two or three times, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that many double cross. But at the same time, you, they kind of had to do that. And I think what, what this whole third act is, is it's all sequel bait. They're setting it up oh, yeah, so that we get a, a solo definitely. to... Or that they're setting up for the other um, announced uh, spinoff movies as well. Yeah. So, so it doesn't. I mean, I like it's okay to do that. Like I like I get it that you want to leave the you want to leave the um, option for more sequels after this or like more Star Wars based movies after this. But it's still like to me, it still doesn't um, make it okay to do that many plot twists for like you know. I mean, it was just plot twist after plot twist. Like I just. You know, as just like an average fan who wasn't, you know, who wasn't like as, um, you know, as um, invested into the Star Wars universe. It was like, dude, like, are you serious? Like, Kira, like, even to the very end, Kira double cross, double cross, double cross. Kira double cross, like, at least three times by herself. Yeah, but she was playing the role of doing whatever it takes to survive. Um, even if Han is back in the picture, her main concern is really just surviving herself. Um, yeah, but still, but I mean, no, like, I, get, again, I get what you're saying, though, because like, triple it, double crossed. Yeah, but you know? and, and it got rid of the uh, because there were so many twists. I feel like it kind of made the other twists not as exciting. You yeah, because if there was like one big one that would have stuck with you but because there were a few it was kind of like oh okay oh okay oh okay instead of one where you're just like what did yeah instead of just like one good plot twist you're like oh god like all right like oh so you know this is actually the coaxium my bad kind of thing it was just it was bad dude like i just i didn't i didn't like it i really did not like it Okay. All right. Rob, Rob well. is shocked. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, say now? I'm a, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like I'm a fan of heist movies. And to yeah. say that too, there's too many double crosses, I don't think is a fair, a fair shake at a, a heist movie. If you take a look at, at things like Ocean's 12, I, I forget how many double cross or how many times we go back and you're like tricked into thinking who got the Fabergé egg. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Okay, but but... In Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Eleven, like it's not so much a double cross, more so than it's just like, like oh, I should have caught that kind of thing. And well, okay, so, like, so we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about double crosses versus plot twists. Okay, so which, like the double cross, you know, the bunch of double crosses that they all did. 
Right. And again, like I don't, I, I, you know, like I said, it's, it all comes back to who you're dealing with. These are all crime syndicate, like gangster people. But does, I, it, I guess, does it make it okay to like, to have so many double crosses? Like I get it. They're criminals. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, well, like, well. <laughs> like, I get it. They're criminals. Like, you know, this is criminals commit crimes and they're like, and they're, you know, they're, they're not good human beings. You know, that's what makes them criminals. But it's like, like, is, does that make it okay for a story, for a movie, to have that many double crosses? But you know yes. I think, <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is, is that the whole story is based on people that are willing to do whatever it takes for them to survive. So, every single one of those characters that are in there, it's, they're doing whatever it takes. So, for essentially each one of them double crossed somebody you know what i mean so i think it makes sense it's just we're not used to it i think that's okay, really so, what it is so real jt money in the stream said i think it was more how many there were within a short period of time that's bothering him and yeah. think about yeah. it, the last the whole last 15 minutes were all double crosses yeah. multiple by multiple characters so it was like it was like if you double cross a double cross of a double cross like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many, like, you know, like, it was just so many, like, oh, man, I just, I, I don't agree with it. I'm not a fan. It's, it could have been done better. Like, there's, there's movies and there's heist movies where there was a double cross, like one double cross, and it was, it was perfect. But, I mean, adding so many double crosses for the sake of their, you know, their criminals, and you know, and the you know, sake for plot armor, it's like. Well, uh, I mean, if that's if that's your stance is that there's too many double crosses because there's too many people involved, that should be what your statement is. Is because usually in normal heist movies, it's good guys versus bad guys, but in this movie, you have like four different factions. So yeah. I think the number of double crosses, because of how many factions involved, it makes sense. But you got to understand that at the end of this, it's all, it's just a Han Solo movie. And even with all the double crosses, he came out on top because he knew what to expect about each person's double cross. Uh, I think the only one that he got caught off guard with was Kira's double cross. And yeah, I, that now saying that out loud, bad. it wasn't too Kira's, bad. And... But Kira double crossed him twice. Kira, like Kira, um, first off, he didn't know that um, what's his name was going to. Um, was gonna snitch on him. That yeah. Becca was gonna snitch uh -huh. on him. That's not Kira's fault. No, 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 no. And then, <clears throat> and then Kira like almost stabbed him in the heart. And then, okay. ended up not yeah. stabbing him in the heart, yeah. right? Yep. And then, you... and then instead of running off with Kira, Kira was like, "No, go ahead, I'll follow you." And then Kira ended up double crossing him again, saying like, "All right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go join uh, this red dude." I see, but that's it. That's that's not. <laughs> I don't think that's. We're gonna get into We're that. counting like double crosses. I think that's just like now we're counting lies as people double crossing somebody. It's just I think like if you look at her pretending to disarm Han Solo, if you look at the what happens in that scene, it's to bring Dryden Voss closer to her to get that killing blow. Which is exactly or, um, what uh, real JT Money just said. Is that it wasn't considered a double cross. It was just a part of the plan. To, exactly it was part of her plan but not part yeah. of han's plan 
Well, would that be considered a double cut? We're getting way off topic. We don't have enough time. Let's move you know on. Thank everybody not, for okay. tuning into right. the uh, Double not Cross a, not podcast. A fan, not a fan of him. Not a fan of that ending. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So uh, really quick, we want to get into what I think was one of the nastiest cameos slash uh, sequel bait things I've ever seen, which was the return of one of the my main guy. homeboys, the red guy himself. Alan. Oh Mr. my god! Red Skull. <laughs> Just my favorite um, character in the entire saga. <laughs> um, Randy, Randy boy, what did you think about this reveal when he came on screen when he drops the hood? You know what's funny? So, I, obviously, I just said that he's my favorite character. The moment I saw the foot, because it showed a side profile first and he was sitting down. Yeah. Yep. Once I saw the feet, I was like, wait a minute. Please <laughs> tell me that's Darth Maul. And I was like, I don't I don't know if they were going to go that route. So, I was like, all right, you know, whatever. And then the moment they showed it, because I think he was like, he was hooded. And then he started taking off the hood and you could see the horns. I was like, yes, do it. And it was him. Oh, man. Yeah, like you said, best reveal. I'm loving it. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Um, because, and, and the reason why I'm excited is because I saw the Clone Wars. And I saw or the Clone Wars as in the TV show. Um, yeah. So I know the backstory. If you don't know the backstory and you only saw the movies... The last you saw of him was he got cut in half and he fell down the the tube yep. or the the pipe or whatever. So in your head you're like, wait, what? But because I know that yeah he survived and he got put back together and the whole story with him in uh uh fuck what's the name of the planet um starts with the D I forget his his main planet um and then he has his brother and stuff like. I'm super excited. I just hope that they do it right. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. How how you feeling about it, Rob? Or Alan. Oh, uh, Alan. Yeah, go ahead, Alan. I'll let Rob go first. Go ahead. Oh, um, I thought it was a pretty ill reveal. I think initially I was with the majority of everyone where we're like, wait a minute. Is this taking place before episode one? And then he like gets up and his legs like make the the whirring sound or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, it's robot okay. legs. Did not hear that, so I gotta watch. We <laughs> gotta go. We gotta see Dolby. movies. From here on out, watching movies in Dolby Cinema, nothing else, because <laughs> I did not catch that. Um, I I thought it was an awesome reveal, and uh, I had to go and uh, immediately like hit up the forums and see like what what it means, like what what uh. Yeah movies movies have already been slated um to be coming out because i think that's what they're doing is that it, this is might not necessarily be darth maul as the main baddie if there is a han solo sequel what i'm hoping is that we'll be getting uh darth maul and obi-wan kenobi in a rematch uh ufc you know 3000 that's the thing that confused me though because i'm like obi-wan at this point in time is supposed to just be hiding out right yeah but he's, got, he's got a he's got to pass the time you know he's got a oh, okay so he's just like you know what i'm just gonna leave my my job right now and go uh well, <laughs> fight darth maul real quick and then i'll come back well no know. no i mean that's not to say that that's not what's gonna happen what i think the story is is that and i haven't seen the clone war so i'm not 100 percent sure but i think darth maul is 
in all this time he's looking for obi-wan yes you know, he's heard he that the, all yeah. the jedi have disappeared so now he's looking for him so i think once he finds out he's like oh snap uh he's Kenobi's hiding out on over here yeah. I'm, I'm gonna come and get that ass and so that's what you know <laughs> maybe that's what the sequel is, is hopefully them playing that'd be Tatooine. dope i just want to see more double lightsaber action <laughs> duel of the fates just getting it. and please if they're gonna have that fight please play that song again please oh my god probably the best song in the entire saga i'm putting it out there (laughs) on the record bro best all right official um alan darth maul what did you think man did he gain weight he got older oh i mean yeah yeah okay so he gained weight because i saw i saw he gained weight i'm like is this the same darth maul (laughs) um now i will say his brother which i thought it was at first was way bigger than him so i actually thought it was his brother but then yeah. i saw the legs so yeah um uh i didn't get how this felt this was canon but now that you guys talked about it um makes sense because i didn't watch clone wars um yeah uh you guys are a bunch of nerds um <laughs> no no i um, totally recommend watching it if you get a chance it's still on netflix i was watching it earlier today it's good stuff, dude. Good stuff. But sorry, good. So you guys are you guys are a bunch of nerds. Um, uh, I don't recommend watching that. I recommend watching the. Uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, it was cool. I like, I I had a qualm with it. I I didn't know how it felt. It was canon, but again, didn't watch in Dolby Cinema. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear the. <laughs> didn't hear the legs wearing around. So um, now that I know that it was canon, cool. I'm cool with it. Um, I thought it was dope hearing the Duel of the Fates. Um, like playing a little bit. I was like, Ooh. Did they? At least they yeah. did. They, they played yeah. it a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So, um, Jeez. I, that got me hyped for some Darth Maul action. Um, I was kind of sad that um, Kira, a.k.a. Baymelia Clark um, is going to join him because she's she's uh, this amazing, beautiful woman. Okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was just you know I was just a little bit hurt that she's going to join him because like I just don't ever see her in the in the villainous light. But um, yeah, I mean Darth Maul. Uh, props to seeing him back. Uh, everyone wanted to see him back. Everyone. Yeah. I don't think not one person felt um okay with his death they wanted to see more of darth maul they felt like um when his, you know, i mean his death was kind of just like meh yep to such a you know to such a big strong character you know such a badass villain like darth maul i mean come on dude when if we first saw that we kids still and then yeah. to see the dual lightsabers come oh. on dude that was so dope and Duel so, of the Fates it. playing? Oh, and Duel of the Dude, great. And Qui-Gon um, and Obi-Wan, dude, that was, like, that was the best fight, I think, in, like, all, in all of the Star Wars saga, except for the fight at the end of Rogue One uh, with Darth Vader. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I was excited to see Darth Maul. Very cool. All right. I'm glad that, uh, you know, we all feel the same way. Um, Lucasfilm, if you're out there listening, please put him in as much crap as you can. Everything. Commercials, books, 
Duel of the Fates as well. Don't forget. <laughs> Anytime he's around, that song needs to be played. Yeah, in the All book, right. in the book, just like in parentheses, put playing Duel of Fates. Like that's <laughs> yeah. it. And we're like in our head, we're like. Ah, I'm gonna go listen to that while I edit this podcast later. <laughs> so good, dude. Great, dude. Man. Oh man, I should have listened to that while I was training for my Iron Man. Like that would have got me. Good one. Ready. You would have finished. You would have finished. finished. It's official. Any yeah. event that we do from now on. That's gotta be That'll fun. be the hype song. <laughs> it's going to be the training music. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, the very last scene or one of the last scenes that we get is um, is actually, you know, something one of Han's claim to fame or something that's been in uh, come up in a lot of debates and stuff is does Han shoot first? Um, this goes back to A New Hope when he's in the cantina with Greedo. Um, Good old Greedo. Of course, the original footage is Han pulling out his blaster, shooting Greedo dead first, no problem. Um, but since then, our childhood has been muddled by uh, George Lucas and his thugs, and they've changed it to where Han Solo twitches his head in a weird way yeah. um, to dodge the bullet and then shoot Greedo, which we all know that's fake. Um, th- but the end scene here with Beckett, The Last Stand, we get all of our answers um, in our hearts are justified. Once again, we know that Han shoots first, Um I mean, is there anything that you guys want to say about this scene? Was there anything that caught you off guard? Or did it kind of just solidify Han Solo as a character, you know, feel complete now? Uh, go ahead. I, go didn't, ahead. I didn't really catch it until afterwards. The whole, like, Han shoots first kind of thing, um, to be honest. Um, I read okay. it I read it in the our movies discussion. And I was yeah. like, huh, he did shoot first. And, <laughs> like, you know... To me, again, to me, I'm just an average fan. Didn't really pay much attention to it. Uh, after the fact, retrospect, I was like, "Huh, that's it. That's you know, that's a good little nod to the original series." But um, I'm I'm interested in just I'm interested to hear. Sorry, the, the beer is hitting me really good right now. Um, <laughs> We're losing I'm interested. In, yeah, guys, <laughs> we gotta end this soon. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about it because being bigger Star Wars fans. Um, I'm interested to hear how you guys feel about this little nod to the original trilogy. Uh, if I'm going to start, then I thought it was great. Um, it, it it was quick. It's not like there was too much uh, going on. Uh, I was actually surprised that he actually shot him. But it it fit perfectly, at least to me, because the whole time that was um, the... Uh, what's the word? The mindset that uh, Tobias was trying to get Han into, and he even whispered it into his ear right before he died, uh, which is, oh no, no, because he said, "Oh, you shot first or something like that, right?" Yeah, yeah, he tells him. Yeah. So, but the whole thing, he was like, "Never trust anybody." So, if he trusted uh, Tobias to not shoot him, that would be a bad call because, yeah, he was going to shoot him. So I, I thought it was okay. Uh, it was good. Um, and I like, yeah, how it answered the the question for how many years has it been? Like 40 years, 50 years? Because it came out, what, 77? 77, yeah. Star Wars uh, A New Hope came out. So it's been a long time, and people have been talking about this the whole time. So now it's... I guess you could say officially answered. So I'll take it. Rob, how you feeling about it? 
Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it does answer that original question. Um, it just reinstates that Han is the scoundrel, man. He'll, he'll shoot first. But it's, it's, it's what I think is important is that it, we get to see what drove him to that point. Um, it's like you said, he, Beckett drove him to you know, not trust anybody. And so we kind of see where that comes from. He didn't just start out immediately shooting first throughout the entire saga. You know, ever since he was a kid, he, yeah. he was a, he, he's a good guy, but he's, he's, he's a little dirty. Um, so I, I dig that. I, I, I like how that went down. Um, uh, it brings us to the very last scene. Um, the, the Millennium Falcon gets uh, back into her rightful place, which is uh, in Han's hand with uh, Lando losing that, that card game of Sabacc on whatever tropical planet that was. Um, how'd you guys like this scene? Uh, actually, you know, I want what I, instead of how'd you guys like it, I, I think we all agree that it was pretty cool. Um, did you think it was necessary as you know, did we need to see it all play out or could the movie have just ended with, Oh, you want a rematch? And then you kind of like look at the camera or whatever. And it kind of just fades, you know, like we, we already know what happens. Do we really need it spelled out for us? Do you guys think we needed that whole, the whole scene there? I, I liked it. I liked that scene. Um, it kind of just, um, completed the whole story arc. Like this is how he got the millennium Falcon. And then it kind of like, you know, having seen what Lando was doing in order to win these games with the card, uh, with the little card thing in his wrist. Yeah. And then seeing, um, you know, and then seeing him call him out for that, I thought it was great. And I think it just completed the story arc for Lando. Yeah. Uh, Alan, Alan, are you done? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, let me say, I mean, and then he, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I liked it. I liked how uh, Han caught on to, um, caught on to, uh, what's that? Lando. Lando uh, caught on to his game um, and used it against him and got the win and all that stuff. I thought it was great. Um, he basically hustled the hustler. So yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it served its purpose, and I was I was a fan of that ending. Right. Yeah, uh, I thought some people, uh, uh, the reason I bring it up is because I've seen other discussion like, do we really need it? Can't we have just like, you know, made that up on our own? But I, I like that they played it out. And um, I do like, and it's kind of, it, it actually reinforces their meeting in episode five on Cloud City. When they first show up, uh, if you guys remember, going to see it anytime soon, um, yeah. Han comes to Cloud City to hide from the Empire. They're being chased down. So he's like, we can hide here. And when he shows up, Lando and, and Han haven't seen each other for a little bit. So when they first show up, Lando's like, you got a lot of nerve, you know, showing your <laughs> yeah. face here. And they're like, they look like they're going to fight. And then they do the whole like shake it, like hug and shake kind of thing. And it's like, oh, shit, that's all from this scene. Like, that's how Han and uh, Lando first meet up on that tropical planet. You know, they, they look like he's going to fight him. And then he like hugs him when he sees the little card thing. So I, I like that it carried over. And it just kind of reinforced that relationship. Um, it also clears up how it bothered everybody for 30, 40 years that Lando calls Han Han. Han. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the movies. So I, I think that's one good thing about these kind of side stories is it kind of cleans up and you know ties things up really nicely. Um, you know, with Rogue One, the, the big thing with the Death Star having that vent that was like exposed. They're like, why would they build it like that? 
them making a whole movie around that being the actual intention (laughs) was pretty awesome. So it's, it's, it's cool that they're going back and like fixing all these little things or, you know, tying it up really nice and neat. Um, So that does it for uh, us going through the movie Um, really quick. uh, Your reviews, you guys, how many thumbs up, how, you know, out of 10, how, whatever your scale is, what did you guys think of the movie? Um, Let's go with Randy boy first. What did you think? I was going to say Alan go first, but no, If I'm going to put a 1 out of 10, I'm going to go with a conservative 8. I don't want to go too mm. crazy oh. and give it like a 9. Uh, okay. Because okay. it wasn't the best movie ever. Um, but I'll give it an 8. Overall, I was entertained. I was actually more entertained than I expected. Especially because I know a lot of early reviews kind of uh, doubted it. And as of right now, the box office numbers aren't looking the greatest. Um, I mean, compared to a movie like Avengers or uh, Infinity War, of course, it's going to look bad. Of course. Yeah, but, of course. Um, I, I was very entertained the entire time. I was laughing, smiling, getting shocked, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a, a an 8 out of 10. What about you, Alan? Um. I'm going to go with the smooth six and a half to seven. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only because like, I think like one to 10, I'm in my head, I'm already like multiplying by 10. Um, so like I'm giving it like 65, 70 ish just because, I mean, it was, it was a good movie. Um, Storyline could have been a little bit better. Uh, character development could have been a little bit better. Um, uh, again, uh, there's, it was solid, entertaining, but I feel like when a movie's bad, we go from like, we go from like, we think like six is bad or five is bad, and then we go straight to zero, like one or four or whatever. We no one, no one ever says like, oh, I give it a, you know, I give it a two, but yeah. like, I'm just gonna go with six and a half to seven. Like it was, it was a decent watch. Um, it kept the. You know, it added to the canon that is Star Wars and Han Solo. Uh, so I was, I was entertained. At the very least, I was entertained. Okay. Okay. Rob. Okay. That's fair, man. That's fair. Um, I, you know, I'm probably gonna join up right alongside you. I'll give it a, a strong, solid seven. Um, uh, I still think it was a a, a good movie. Um, not the strongest uh, Star Wars movie. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I it, it was weird. I, like there's some things that kind of you know it, maybe if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, I don't know if I would if I'm giving it a little extra points because of that. But uh-huh. um, I mean I think the the portrayal of the characters, um, you know certain you know the set pieces, the action scenes, I thought those 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 should be recognized as well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm giving it a, a strong seven. Uh, maybe on a few more watches, I might bump it up a little bit more. Um, it's just yeah, I just wasn't wowed immediately walking out of the theater like yeah going to to give it a nine or ten right off the bat and then kind mm-hmm. of like okay maybe i need to bring it down a little bit this one immediately i was like okay six or seven and then i like it's just been stabilized even again with my second second viewing yeah. it hasn't really jumped up so yeah I, I thought it was a good you know a good uh a good entry into the to star wars stories but um i'm interested to see what what the future holds if they're going to keep doing this or they just kind of like kind of stick with saga stories right 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 yeah um, no, and you know when i got out of the theater as well like i 
I didn't know how to um, explain how I felt about it. Like it wasn't a good, but it wasn't a bad. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't a great either. Um, and I just wasn't completely wowed by it. Like I was, you know, I was wowed by Deadpool. I was wowed by Infinity War. Um, I was wowed by A Quiet Place. But like for this one, it was just like, huh, I mean, you know, it's all right. Um, again, entertained enough to keep me in, like invested and entertained. And you know, throughout the whole movie, but it wasn't quite a hundred percent or like close to eighty or ninety. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and and kind of piggybacking on that, uh, the last thing I want to bring up, um, and Randy Boy's already mentioned it a little bit. the 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 movie is not performing up to pr- early um, projections from the studio. Uh, they were thinking mm-hmm. that this movie was going to top, you know, one thirty. It, it opened during Memorial Day weekend, so it has the extra days. Mm-hmm. to count towards its income um but it's but still not then, hitting anywhere yeah. near yeah so my question to you uh let's start with randy boy um why do you think this is why aren't we getting you know it's it's a star it's an entry into the star wars um you know franchise why aren't we seeing bigger numbers uh personally i think it's just because they're following avengers and deadpool uh let's be real it here it's, it's came it, out at the wrong time yeah it's just wrong time it's uh I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. So, right. Infinity War came out about a month ago now, um, and April then 27th, yeah, yeah, and then Deadpool came out two weeks ago, May fifth or May nineteenth, yeah. Yeah, so it it's still everyone's still riding that high, um, and <clears throat> I think people aren't as hooked because it's not a episode as far as a star wars episode uh-huh. um, so that's not gonna attract people just like um just like rogue one i think road rogue one uh needed a little bit of traction and then it kind of took off once people started talking about it and hopefully that's the case for this um and i think just like real jt money brought up as well um in the chat is that a lot of people were pretty disappointed with the last Jedi, um, and I agree. you know, f- flying Leia and all those things, and then it kind of left a bitter taste in their mouth. So going out to see another Star Wars movie, let alone one that's not in the, uh, uh, not an episode, people are going to be kind of hesitant. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's how I feel. Um, but I'm still going to stick to my eight out of ten. <laughs> Um, I'll go next. Uh, so I'm gonna agree with JT Money. Um, and for the loungers listening on the podcast, JT Money is a uh, one of the listeners watching the stream. And uh, shout out to him for pretty much being here almost a whole complete stream. So shout out yep. to him. Um, but uh, you know, people were. I would. I was looking at the Ron Tomatoes right now for. Um, Last Jedi and it scored 91% and I feel that wasn't very indicative of how I felt per se of The Last Jedi like it was there was a lot of plot holes and a lot of like Disney going around in The Last Jedi you know like with the whole Porgs um, you know like product placement with the Porgs and um, trying to get that cute character that um, that they can sell you know as uh, as merchandise you know, you know, and then they had to add the porg, and like for some odd reason, like the porg was a not a big storyline, but it kind of just stole the show 
for um you know for it kind of just stole the show for merchandising but i it just wasn't i don't know visually the last jedi was great but it wasn't a good movie to me and like i felt that's i guess that's one of the reasons why i felt like going into solo i was very hesitant yeah very hesitant um and i'm sure a lot of people were too a lot of die i'm pretty sure a lot of diehard fans of the original trilogy and i'm i'm specifically saying the original trilogy because a lot of diehard fans of the original trilogy weren't fans of you know of the uh, prequels and they're not they weren't big fans of episodes 7 and 8 so it um i think they were just I think they were just turned off by The Last Jedi and they were really hesitant to see it. So maybe when they, you know, like JT Money says, when it gains traction and people start hearing that it's actually a fun movie to watch, regardless of the lore and, you know, the canon, like you don't need to watch, you know, Star Wars, you know, the other Star Wars to know, um, you know, to get into this. Like this is an origin story, right? So you don't need to watch... Um, Star Wars Episode Four, Five, Six to to enjoy this movie. Like, if anything, yeah. you're watching this movie, then you can get into Four, Five, and Six, and then see like, oh, okay, so this is Han Solo, you know. But right. uh, yeah, so I I think that's the reason why it's not doing so well in the box office. I don't think so. I don't think it's so much Deadpool or Avengers. I think it's just people were really hesitant in watching it because of um, the backlash from Last Jedi. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think it's also a little bit of this like summertime blockbuster fatigue. Um, there, there's just been too many heavy hitters, and there's still more on the way. I think you know Disney should have just stuck with the releasing in uh, December, which they've done. You know, done fairly fairly well with the episodes yeah. and yep. with Rogue One coming out in December. I think I don't. I think they just tried to capitalize. And try to make it to where there's two Star Wars movies coming out a year that they're going to try and capitalize on that or something. Um, and I think that they see now that that doesn't work. They they really got to release these in the off season um, where they can really capitalize. Um, yeah, you know, and maybe just <laughs> yeah, and maybe just you know give some time off. I think that's you know at the end of the day, it's still uh, Disney Money owning the, the top three movies that are still showing up in the box office. Oh yeah. So. It's They're it's not that big a deal, but um hopefully they do right. So uh, I'm not sure if the other loungers or anybody else listening can confirm or are aware, but the other movies that are slated to come out or that have been greenlit are supposedly a Kenobi uh, Star Wars story and then a uh, Boba Fett Star Wars story. So yeah, um, we'll keep you guys posted with with that kind of news as that stuff comes out. Um, us being Star Wars fans. So, um, other than that, man, unless you guys have anything else, are we ready to wrap this up? No, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. So once again, we want to thank the loungers, uh, for tuning in for listening. Um, that does it for us. I hope you guys enjoyed your stay in the lounge. We appreciate all the feedback from, uh, from the loungers that we get on Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't done so, uh, please follow us on Instagram. We are at the Lounge SD. That's at T H E L O U N G E S D, um, and it's the same name on Twitter. Uh, you can also send your questions and feedback to our email address at the Lounge SD at gmail dot com. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again. This is Rob. I'm Alan, and I'm Randy, and we'll catch you guys next time.
right. We got we got chapters. I choose first. I right, I pick up white mystery. 